to pray is to descend with the mind into the heart and there to stand before the face of the Lord ever-present, all-seeing within you. Theophan the Recluse. Let me share that again. To pray is to descend with the mind into the heart and there to stand before the face of the Lord ever-present, all-seeing within you. The first words I heard him say to me this morning was, Kristen, I want you to talk about transportation in the Spirit. You know, we are all seated here in this intersection of grace. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are walking in this intersection of grace about the last four episodes, and we're walking in and out of that door of trust. So you are invited to listen to those episodes 56 through 59. It'll totally clear up the picture for you, and it'll give you a wonderful visual of what God is teaching us in the Spirit. You know, my meditations are on the success of the gospel in my life. The sex of the gospel in your life. So let me say that again. I say it again so that I can hear it. My meditations are on the success of the gospel in my life. The success of the gospel in your life. To pray is to descend with the mind into the heart and there to stand before the face of the Lord ever present all-seeing within you. I love that. Ever-present, all-seeing within you. And today we're going to explore the ever-present I within us to see. Welcome. This is Intentional Now Podcast, an engaging workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what do we say yes to? Hello, I am Kristen Wombeck. I am your hostess today. I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. I am chasing old bold dreams, doing the work, asking hmm, really good questions, and I'm getting life done. Done, you might say, the life that we're meant to live. Let's do this. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Breathe in, breathe out. It is a Thursday afternoon. I am right on schedule to share with you and talk with you. And I love it when those ducks are just staying in line. Don't you agree? It just really helps, right? Setting myself up for a fabulous weekend. And what about you? Has summer creeped in a little bit here? I don't know. We are still having a very cold and wet spring here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I do look, when I look at my stats, so the stats on Podomatic where I host the podcast, I look at the stats and see how many people are listening and, and I can pull up this map and it shows me, and then it shows me the countries they're listening. Then when I press on the country, it shows me the cities that are listening. So it's fun because then I kind of get this picture of where people are listening from and I really enjoy that so much. 
Um, it kind of puts a face to you, right? So welcome. Last week, wasn't that a hoot? <laughs> Such a hoot to share and create that episode on my 37th wedding anniversary. And it was with you, right off the cuff. There were great stories, some hard places, and those wonderful pinch-me moments. Mm, I know I made you chuckle and smile, and that was the whole purpose and point. <laughs> Marriage after 37 years, yes, you got to laugh at yourself, right? So today's takeaways, you got your, your paper and your pen ready, or else you can listen to it again. Just relax, have your headphones on. Today's takeaways, we are going to explore that ever-present I within us to see. Transportation in the Spirit. I have a fabulous testimony, Crown of Access, that is written. It's published in the unfinished book, page 173, for those of you that have a copy. If you don't have a copy yet of the unfinished book, you can find it just about anywhere. The link will be below. And also, Jesus is the superhero we have been looking for. Amen? So when I see... Faith has quantum matter to hold on to and release. I will say that again. When I see your faith has quantum matter to hold on to and release. Okay? And a journaling life. Alrighty. So I'm going to do another little infomercial here with you because I really do love it when I get the opportunity to invite my listeners who are investing their time to hang out with me during this episode. I love to invite you and I have this most amazing tool to share with you. You've heard me talk about it before. It's called Coaching for Life. So we are just gearing up for our summer semester and I wanted to make sure that you felt and received your invitation questions. Do you desire a freshness or a closer relationship with God? Well, I know he does with you. And honestly, you wouldn't be hanging out on this podcast if you weren't hungry for the supernatural ways of the kingdom of heaven, right? So what about tools you'll learn to apply every day in life, right? And can you imagine hammering down procrastination? I hear you raise your hands and say, amen, that's for me, right? So are there any behaviors that you'd like to, you know, level out and get to the bottom of? Mm -hmm. And what about those sneaky things that need a little tightening? Mm -hmm. Anybody need a little practical entrepreneurship? Mm hmm I know real people ask real tech questions on social media, website questions too. And the best is I support all of that. Yep. I love to help people with their dreams, right? So you will find the link below to take you to my website and you can just mosey around there. There's plenty of information. There's introduction video. And you know what? It would be a total honor to share those moments with you this summer because I look forward to getting know my listeners face-to-face -face in the Coaching for Life summer event. I'll look for you there, okay? Amen. All righty. Woohoo. Enough with the infomercials. <laughs> oh, oh, I meant.
attention to journaling life. I'm not done with my informationals, right? So with all those those tools that I talk about all the time, and I've talked to you about journaling, that it is the wisest tool I can bring before you. It is. And I make templates. And so now you know when I'm sharing with you, I just made the most wonderful romantic template called Journal Soft Pink Paris. Because you know I like pink, right? Okay, I was raised with three brothers and have four sons. Need I explain any more of why I like pink? (laughs) Okay, that got you to laugh. And when you laughed, you just kind of unloaded your week a little bit. That is really good. Okay, let's move on here. And we're going to continue to talk about the heart that sees. Mm -hmm. Your heart sees. Jesus lives in you. Almighty God, Holy Spirit lives in you. The Godhead, the kingdom of heaven lives within you. The heart sees. So out of Colossians 1.20, I am just so immersed in Colossians in this season. It says, he initiated the reconciliation of all things to himself. Through the blood of the cross, God restored the original harmony. That's you and me, our original harmony. His reign of peace now extends to every visible thing upon the earth, as well as those invisible things which are on the heavenly realm. And not only that, let's make the good news even gooder, right? But all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people, things, animals, atoms, mm, they get properly fixed and fit together in those vibrant harmonies, all because of his death. Amen. Uh, That is just my heart song in this season. All get fit together and fixed in vibrant harmonies, right? (laughs) So on Sunday, I created and I shared an Instagram reel that shares this particular scripture. And it's making a bit of Instagram statement. Yay! A lot of people are watching it and agreeing with it. It's kind of fun. So I left the link for you so you could pop over and you could see it on Instagram. Yeah, and If you pop over there and you comment on that particular post on Instagram, would you just pop in and hashtag intentional now podcast? And then I know that you listened and it's just so much fun to see, oh, there's a hashtag, there's a listener, yay. And of course, it's always fun for my listeners to follow me on social media. Ah, lots of words. <laughs> I get excited. I get excited to talk to you, to share with you. And so much has happened this week. So let's add, hmm, can we add some purpose and questions to our subject matter of what we're talking about today, about transportation and spirit? Other ways that it can be described, this privilege and manifestation It is a privilege mm -hmm, to experience um, a kingdom vehicle is a privilege. It can be called trans relocation. It can be called spirit travel, teleportation. 
you know? So I just gathered really briefly a few scripture references. You can write them down and look at them and talk to the Lord about them later, okay? So in 1 Kings 18, 10 through 12, Elijah was teleported. Mm -hmm. Then if we jump over to 2 Kings 5, 26, this is when Elisha was in the spirit and he was keeping an eye on his servant Gehazi. Remember? Okay. Then you have Ezekiel 8, uh-huh, 1 through 4. And that's when Ezekiel was lifted up into the sky by the Spirit and transported to Jerusalem. I know that you know all these. I'm just bringing them to the aha moments, right? And then we can pop over to Revelations 4, 1 through 6. Remember, John is in the Spirit witnessing all of heaven and God says to him, Shama Israel Adonai Elohenu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now that was really important because that's what God said. Here is John the Revelator and he is witnessing the magnitude of heaven. And that is what God said. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I think we could just meditate on that. Shama Israel Adonai Elohenu Adonai Echad. Hmm. Now let's pop through Ezekiel 40. It is totally filled with transporting in the spirit records. And 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7. Remember, Paul is humbly referring to himself in the third person why he is visiting paradise. Okay, now let's get to it, right? How about Jesus's own words? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read this one from John 14, 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. I'm going to go right back there to the beginning of this because I'm going to say, hey, that's us. Anyone. Is that you? Are you an anyone? I'm an anyone. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, Acts 8, 38 through 40. Hey, what about our friend Philip? He was translated some 30 odd miles north, right? Uh-huh. Now let's get to more all-star scriptures with Jesus himself. In John 6, 16 through 21, remember Jesus comes out walking on the sea to help them because a big storm was tossing things around, right? And when this happened and they invited him into the boat, they immediately arrived at their destination. Hmm. You have Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Mark 1, 12 through 13. Jesus was led up to a high place and show the kingdoms of the world. 
Um, I don't think that was like walking on the earth. No, he was led up to a high place and shown the kingdoms of the world. Okay. And Luke 4, 28 through 30, Jesus and an angry mob, which had driven him up on the brow of a hill in order to throw him over the cliff. Okay. These people were angry and really pissed off at Jesus because of what he was declaring about himself. Right. And did you ever think, what did Jesus do? I mean, an angry mob. Well, it says in scripture that Jesus passed through the crowd and went on his way. Uh, how did he do that? <laughs> and how did he go through an angry mob? Think about it, right? <laughs> so I also want to give you a shout out to my patron subscribers and invite you, my new listeners, to join patron. You, your partnership and support of Intentional Now podcast, it encourages me greatly. That's why I sit my butt in this chair and talk to you every week. Plus, all the perks that I get to share with you. Again, I want to say thank you. Don't ever want to forget the people that support me. Woohoo! So, traveling in the spirit. So, I'm not sharing these scriptures with you to convince you. That's not my job to convince you. Mm -hmm. It's to encourage you. Because mm -hmm. remember, this is an engaging workshop on change and redefining what we say yes to. The doctrines that we believe are sometimes those things that we need to alter our yes to, right? Amen? So again, I'm not sharing this to convince you, but to encourage you. You go ask Jesus, but I have a feeling you're already going, yep, we're all with you, Kristen. We got it. Okay, moving along. So I said yes to Jesus a long time ago. Amen. And I try really hard not to put any limitations on his yes in my, my life. So he said yes to me. I said yes to him. And I try really hard not to put limitations. Mm -hmm. That's a good word there, isn't it? <laughs> so the Lord has a purpose for us laying this discussion on the table today. And that's what I'm after, his purposes. Because mm -hmm. that's where I learn and I know him. And his purposes, heaven to earth, they include me and benefit me and my family. It's called the gospel of good news. Amen. So let me share with you a couple of testimonies. All right. The first one I'm going to share with you from my memory. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is recorded in the unfinished book. So um, the very first time that I was making plans to travel to England, so my editor, um, she is French and she lives in England and we were hanging out on Zoom for, hmm, I think we knew each other, oh, a couple years, three years, and then the relationship grew and, and she helped me um, with editing the book. And, and so... Over a period of time, it's kind of like, gosh, I'd really like to go see her. And I've always, has, always have really liked um, period British history. And so um, 
I just thought, you know, okay, well, well, if we have communion together, let's have communion together. I have communion together with lots of different people and for lots of different purposes. So what we did is I asked her, I asked her randomly from Holy Spirit, right? I said, um, I know. Why don't we do this? Why don't you imagine a place that you would take me here in England that we would have communion? And I want you to have the, the pieces and the, the bread and the wine figured out and how we, you can physically see this place that you would take me when I come to visit. And she held it in her imagination. I said, okay, now I'm, don't tell me what it is, but she was holding it there. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to believe that Holy Spirit is going to begin to reveal that place to me. And so we waited and I believe God. And it's funny, you know, all of a sudden I could hear these little bicycle bells, ting, 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 ting. And I told her, I go, I hear bicycle bells. So my spirit was transported immediately to the place that she held in her heart. It's a real place. And I heard these bicycles, ching, ching, ching. And then I went, well, there's, there's, there's a water, a stream or something there too. And, and, you know, there's people around and she's just giggling and things. She goes, oh, Kristen, she goes, that's where I was going to take you. One of my favorite places is back on the canal. And um, we'll go in the canal and they have channels like with those, um, what do they call it? Those bridge things that come down. I don't remember the name, but it was this channel and it was, there was a bike route and a walking path completely along the, the channel here in Bath, England. And that's where she had imagined that her and I would go and have communion. So um, in the spirit, I thought, well, let's just begin to have communion there now. Okay. And she said, sure. So we did, you know, she had recently got these... Um, Oh, chocolate heart. What are they? They're a German spice cookie. And we'd had that. And she says, well, I have hot apple cider in a thermos, right? And so in the spirit, that is what we took communion with at this place that she had imagined taking me. That I had begun to feel the atmosphere and the environment, right? And so we started having communion there together. Guess what happened? Seven months later, I actually was there in that place. And we had communion with those elements next to the canal and the bike path together. It happened. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I know. I got you listening, right? All right, I'm going to read a couple pages out of the unfinished book. It is on page 173 for those of you who have a paperback copy. And I am reading from The Crown of Casting, and I'm reading A Crown of Access. This is a hoot. You will absolutely love this. You ready? <laughs> so from the watchmaker's room, that's described in the book, 
I walked out into the hallway and curiosity compelled me to have a look around. This is a spiritual place. I talk and I write about my spiritual encounters. Okay. So the gallery appeared vacant except for Jesus and the vast number of rooms. I can only imagine similar to mine, unique it is for each of us, each of our own. We sadly, sadly unexperienced. In him we live and move and have our being in him, simply in him, the womb of God, right? So the middle of the Galleria was like this large staircase ascending and descending and the spirit of God leading. So what I could feel in my spirit is I was go to go outside in the midst of this great city. I could see the city outside the glass revolving doors. I ventured towards the doors and a snippet flashed in front of my spirit. Well, I went through and then all of a sudden I saw my crown and somebody, you know, he kind of reminded me of one of those Jeeves characters, you know, dressed in a coat and tails and a butler type persona. Well, in this particular encounter, I am trying to determine if I'm in the scene or if I'm watching the scene. Mm -hmm. But I can sense dual spiritual places. So we arrive riding in a luxury black old European car. It is not a taxi. We pull inside and are let out in front of a large state building with a large set of internal portico stairs. The building has a high tower. This Jeeves person is carrying my crown on a satin pillow and he enters the building. I follow. Hmm. I'm elegantly dressed in a beaded long formal white sweetheart bodice gown. I have long white gloves and a white fur wrap covering my shoulders. The great hall has large columns at the entrance. We are ascending. I enter the doorway and I give an attendant my purse and keys. Hmm, he's on the right. And I can see a great staircase and further on a meeting room full of light. It feels like, hmm, geez, I give the attendant a ticket to enter this great theater filled with seats and full of people? Huh. Again, I show the attendant my ticket and he takes me down front to the left-hand side. Hmm, this spiritual spiral staircase, spiritual DNA, suddenly appears right next to the left end of the platform. We, myself, and the Spirit of God ascend the stairs to reach the box seats nearest the platform. Hmm. I noticed that we are inside a bubble shield, unseen. Nobody can see us. The spirit vehicle gives me a sense of familiarity. I have encountered it before with the Father. Mm -hmm. All right, turning the page here. So, there is more to this story. So during our Wednesday evening gathering, each member of my ecclesia, we sensed during an ascension activation that God was setting something before each one of us as a gift. We positioned ourselves to receive, share, and learn from each other in an atmosphere of communion. 
At times, God can give you the strangest things in the spirit, can't he? (laughs) We haven't a clue about his purposes sometimes. So I enjoyed hearing from everyone else and shared what the Lord had shown me. A British phone booth. Yep, one of those red phone booths. Iconic, right? (laughs) So the the group of mine, they enjoyed a good chuckle, right? And we meditated on each gift given and spoke it in from a prophetic window, filling the room with humor and encouragement. Everyone felt that the red phone booth suggested that God was giving an international connection, right? Funny how they also have crowns on those phone booths. They do. They have a crown on the phone booth. Just a note to self, you go to my website and you go to the Let's Connect um, link, and you have a picture of me in one of those phone boots. Moving on. So everything in my life was coming up crowns, right? A royal line. One of our leaders shared that superheroes also make great use of phone booths. <laughs> I got to laughing now, right? It was a good time shared by all. The following Tuesday, I had a Skype call with my dear friend who is French and lives in England. Yep, same one that I was talking about. I had not yet had the pleasure to travel to Europe at that time, at least not with my body. (laughs) I had in the spirit many, many, many times. So did I make you laugh there? (laughs) So my friend and I were catching up on family news during this Skype call heavenly engagements and such. And I shared this crazy gift with her talking about this red phone booth, which made us both laugh. And she proceeded to update my information about those red phone booths this day in the 21st century, which have gone through significant transformation. Many have been retired from our technologically Phone age still iconically recognized. Some are now being used as ATMs. Hoot hoot, ATMs, right? And some of them you can find them, and there someone's used them and puts floral display on them. They're quite pretty. Yep, it's fun. Okay, so this gift is getting better and better. Who doesn't want God to give them an automatic teller machine, right? I would have never known that. If I hadn't shared it with my friend, it's a living revelation that kept informing my understanding. Amen. Yep, God is totally encouraging me. So I began to share with my friend about the same encounter that I just read about the crown and Jeeves and the path and everything. And I just bestowed, you know, I shared with her, retelling the details and the sequence. She just grinned at me (laughs) till finally said, what? What, what, What's going on here? She declared, Kristen, do you know what you just described? Um, Apparently I did it. You just described the opening of British Parliament almost to the T. Hmm. Now who's getting overwhelmed? So she sent me a collection of YouTube videos, and sure enough, I'd been there, and I had followed the crown. Mm -hmm. Jeez, I was kind of like, ooh, a holy eeriness in my spirit with tears not far behind. 
Not the first time I've been clueless in trans relocation in my spirit. I still kind of sensed there was another purpose here. <laughs> Have you figured this out? Have you figured out that the unfinished book is alive? It totally is. It totally is. So I've been struggling with editing and proofing and processing because things have come to pass and changed. And sometimes it's, it's much like the watchmaker who orchestrates our crown within our relationship of being in him. We are also with him in eternity. One of my last statements through this chapter was the insight that I sensed a twin purpose, another purpose to this encounter, right? So my spiritual head was followed by the soles of my feet not five months later to England. Mm -hmm. It actually happened. I'm going to keep reading because it gets even better. <laughs> so the thought, England, notes from heaven, right? I could wait. So here's a sequel and a prequel. Must voice a testimony sown in the pages of the unfinished book. So God opened the door and provided completely for my trip to England. So now if you look at it, I had two two encounters in the spirit where my spiritual DNA was in England in the country. And those encounters actually produced the provision for me to actually go there and let alone be there in the exact places that I encountered. Okay, more of the story here. So yes... So God opened the door and provided completely for my trip to England. Yes, I knew that I was going and would love to share an afternoon telling you the delicious way he taught me how to believe in him for more. Mm -hmm. He wants us to so to understand the concert between the unseen and the seen. And I have just begun to study his glories. So during my trip... I find myself on a Thursday afternoon in London with the same dear friend who recognized the uniqueness of my parliament encounter. Mm -hmm. We're there in London on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. With so many vibrant things to see in London and only eight hours to see them, totally not enough. Streamlined choices needed to be made. Hmm. For me, that was parliament at Westminster. I'm going to Parliament at Westminster because that's where the Lord had taken me in the spirit. That's where I want to go, right? So we purchased one of those hop-on and hop-off tour buses, including a river ride under London Bridge and dropping us off at the corner of Big Ben. The afternoon was drawing to a close, now a little after 4 p.m., so we crossed the street, I greeted Winston Churchill's statue, and proceeded to follow the gated pavilion. I noticed a handful of London police personnel standing at the end of those zigzag security barriers, and I had to ask if there was any way we could visit. Hmm. Sadly, Westminster is only open for tours on Saturday. <sighs> So the female officer, she must have noticed my desperate intent. 
She had no idea about my mystical history or who was making the invitation for me. God. <laughs> she looked me in square in the face and said, Are you interested in politics? I was a wee bit distra distracted. I didn't address her question. Ramblings dribbled out of my mouth. And then she got in my face and said, you weren't listening. Are you interested in politics? A spiritual slap hit the back of my head and I answered, yes. <laughs> oh, so she hands me the first of many check-ins and tickets. <laughs> just like my encounter and we were in like Flynn directed through the security lines this gets even better right so we rounded a checkpoint and my dear friend started manifesting she was shaking from the power of her of his might she was shaking and quivering yes 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 her eyes popping out of her head in concern as we eyed the upcoming security guards carrying automatic weapons it's not a good time to be looking a bit weird <laughs> shaking yes she was looking a bit weird <laughs> in the security line <laughs> hmm so i'd say I've been, I have been at the end of the electric glory many times before. I can't take credit for it, but the brilliance just popped out of my mouth saying to my friend, it just popped out, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm, your body, it can stand in the glory, tell it. She looks at me concerned yet shaking like a leaf. And I said, tell your body it can stand in the glory. And that is what she did. She commanded her body to stand in the glory. Immediately, the quaking subsided just in time. <laughs> With cruel, oh, huge questions rolling in our brains, I quickly understood what was going on. It's a matter of quantum physics. DNA from the unseen was manifesting into the scene. That's what we're talking about here today. DNA from the unseen, because remember, I'd been there before. It was manifesting and agreeing with the scene. So my spirit had touched ground in this very place. My unseen identical stretches of double-stranded helix DNA. Uh-huh. Yep. If those two are separated, because God had deposited it in this place in England and directly in England, and what do they do? They attract to each other. So, through the Transley relocated, I had stood in Parliament, and the DNA or my friend shaking could be explained by words called electrostatic attractions. Do I understand all that quantum physics talks? Well, I'm learning divinely. I think this is a great time to illuminate scripture. Jesus is speaking. Again, I tell you truly that if any two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you in my Father's name. Mm -hmm. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am with them. Amen. So I call that electrostatic attraction, right? Heaven is manifesting on earth. So we made it through the security 
Hey, are you chuckling yet? <laughs> oh my goodness, God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? We stepped into this massive entry. It's called Westminster Hall and ping, catching my prophetic attention. Do you know what the lobby sign sign said? Right there, Westminster Hall. It said, I kid you not, I have pictures of it. It said, Unlarking Parliament. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, right? Unlocking Parliament. And it had a big key on it. So the signpost picture on the website, the sign graphics were that of a big gold key aimed at opening Westminster. Ha, ha, ha. And we walked right through Westminster Hall. One of the oldest remaining parts of the building not ruined by the 1834 fire. Imagine stepping inside of Noah's Ark. It had high beams that were curved like a sailing vessel. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And they, at the end of those beams were protruding angelic figureheads crowned each timbler. Uh -huh. And because Parliament was in session, we didn't loiter at the famous painting or statues of statesmen. They were everywhere. I didn't get to hang out and look at them because we were pressed for time. So greatness was echoing in the hallways, and I found myself trying to uh, absorb the sound of it. Photo op. Up a flight of stairs, through the back corridors, I checked my backpack, cell phone, and coat. The queen's attendant ushered us to choose our seats in the upper gallery. Well, it was ornate wood carvings littered the room while seats trimmed in green. A small number of MPs, that's members of parliament, elected members of the House of Representative called the House of Commons in England. They were firmly de debating the opinion during the waning hours of the business day. The issue at hand was the compassionate and humane care of livestock regarding healthy and organic food. So I pondered this picture. Something was missing. Hmm. I excused myself and I quietly made my way to the top of the balcony to ask the overseeing attendant a question. He goes, excuse me, sir, um, where's the throne? <laughs> he responded with a smile. Oh, you mean the House of Lords. I'll take you there when you're finished viewing the House of Commons. My heart was shaking as we were escorted to the other side. There it was. There it was. <laughs> Just as I had encountered the throne with an audience of red-trimmed pew seats lining the view. Here I am. Kristen Wombeck in London, England, inside Westminster and seated in the balcony of the House of Lords, a place I thought only existed in the spirit. <laughs> I was witnessing the proof with my own eyes that God had not only shown me in secret, but created a passport in which I traveled by more than one means. <laughs> the thought explodes and boggles the religious mind. So my friend, right, all this has happened. She asked me, she goes, Kristen, what do you see? <laughs> Meaning in the spirit. I said, I do not need to see anything. 
Here I am. I'm God's daughter. I'm witnessing from the seat in the house of lords, <laughs> where members are appointed by the queen on the advice of the prime minister. Father God was singing a song from heaven. The yes I said in my heart, the yes to believe in the spirit. Yes, I believed. And he said yes, which brought my feet to stand exactly in his will. <laughs> I told you that that was a huge story. <laughs> it actually happened. Both those things happened in the spirit. My spirit could see. Let me continue on. Okay. I know you're listening. Purposes experiences and instances in my own life in which I've been taken in the spirit and I could tell you if my body was home or not. I've mentioned, you know, you're going to laugh at me. So because this has been happening for several years, I actually mentioned to my husband on several occasions, if you wake up in the morning or at any time find that I'm missing, Please check with the Lord first before you call the police. <laughs> yes, I've had this conversation with him. Why? To prepare the way in spirit of agreement. Mm -hmm. To prepare the way. I totally expect this to happen and it is happening. And because my expectations and I'm open for spirit travel to happen and the Lord takes me and shows me I'm in agreement with it in my home. So let's put some more purposes out there, okay? So purposes to travel in the spirit from, it's from my area of experience. So that's not limited. It's just my, I talk from my area of experiences. And the reasons why that I have traveled, my spirit has traveled. I heard you ask, well, does your body go? Sometimes my body doesn't go. And I couldn't tell you all the time when my body does or doesn't. It's great. I expect that area to grow. Okay. <laughs> and that's about as clear as I can share with you. So purpose is to travel in the spirit. Travel. God puts my DNA by faith in another country and it opens doors and resources for me to go. And then I attend to his purposes. Um, I could tell you so many amazing stories about my trip to England. But yeah, purposes, travel. God wants us there. So he sends our spirit there ahead of time, right? And guess what? France is next on my list. We were supposed to go to France before COVID happened and it kind of spoiled our trip. Uh-huh. Right at the end of the 75th anniversary of Normandy. God will make it right. Yes, yes, yes. So I just have another little secret in there. So I have been to France more in the spirit than any other country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of exciting. Another reason, spiritual maturity and faith. Mm -hmm. So my friend who is French, we have permission and a delight to kind of, can I say, play a game with the Lord? Um, it's for maturing and faith. So I ask him, we'll hang out on a Zoom 
And I'm sitting right here in Corvallis, Oregon, and she's in England. And so I asked the Lord to take my spirit somewhere. And yes, mostly the time it is in France. Not all the time, but it's in France. What can I say? And so then all of a sudden when my, my spirit starts to be able to see and interpret and feel... Yeah, I describe it as pinging. You know how a submarine pings when it's under the water and it pings and sends out that sound and it takes sends out that radar sound and it tells the submarine what is under the water and it comes back to it. So that's the same thing that your spirit does. You start to feel the environment in which you're standing, and then all of a sudden it's like somebody starts to turn on the light, and you get used to it. Mm -hmm. So with this, this game or this practice session, so this place I'm seeing you know, sometimes I just start to draw it. I go, this is here and the trees are here and it looks like this and I draw the buildings and then I show it to my friend and because she's French, she recognizes it, which really encourages your accuracy in seeing, right? It's kind of like, who can think this up? I've never been there and have not done tremendous historical studies there either. And there I am, and there's the that there's the building, there's the location. It has happened so many times I can't count, but I do have a written record in my journaling. Another reason and purposes is governmental security issues. God will take you in um, governmental places to mm, take care of kingdom business. Another one, healing. Yes, 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 yes. I have been sent many, many, many times to heal an individual, heal a family. Mm -hmm. Also, another purpose is travel on the timeline. So I put that in respect to my personal generational healing. I have a testimony um, written for you in chapter 12, the, Mo the Watchmaker, page 152. There is a personal testimony there of me traveling the timeline and actually dealing with some generational stuff. It's really cool. Rescue. There's another purpose for us traveling in the spirit is rescue. So um, just a couple of things. Um, I rescued a man who a tractor had fallen, fallen on. I rescued a man in England who was going to commit suicide. I rescued a girl who was in the bathroom and she was wanting to overdose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's clear and I have them all written down. And another reason, so another purpose is counsel. I counseled a mom who was overwhelmed by her young family and was considering an abortion. Also, spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. So when you travel in the spirit, uh, yep, the bad dudes can see you. It's pretty awesome. And then, of course, preaching in another country. It's very convenient. <laughs> okay, moving on. Have I stretched you, encouraged you, made you laugh? Good. That is totally my purpose here. I love it. And, you know, this is the very first time that I've actually kind of gathered some of my testimonies and shared them. 
Uh, yeah, and it is a step of faith, right? They go, how does this work? Well, I'm doing my best to share from my experience, right? So I'd like to share a little bit more with you to enlarge our whys, because that's how I learned by saying, asking why and questions. And But I am going to save that for next week because, oh my goodness, we're at 51 minutes here and this has been really good. Outside, I have to say this, this testimony outside the fact that in my spirit, this is totally the victorious superhero gospel that makes us shout, yes, yes. Yeah, in this, the God, this is God. Yeah. When you start hearing these kind of testimonies, you go, of course he rescues people. Of course he does. And it just, and of course he sends you as his ministers of hope and light to heal people. We are not limited to the four walls of a building. No, we are not. Yes, that is the superhero gospel that lives in our hearts. Mm -hmm. I have a quote for you. The principle of observation causes your reality. That is from David Vancouvering. He is a physicist. I'll say it again. The principle of observation causes your reality. Mm -hmm. To pray is to descend with the mind into the heart and there to stand before the face of the Lord ever present, all seeing within you. One more time, okay? To pray, a pray is a conversation. It's a conversation is to descend with the mind into the heart, into the spirit, and there stand before the face of the Lord, ever present, all seeing within you. The heart sees. Mm -hmm. Your heart sees. <laughs> and I will pick this up again next week, I promise. And I will share, I want to share with you about Jacob and Laban's sheep. They're sheep and goats, Jacob and Lampins. You can go um, read it before we get together. And yay, this has been so absolutely amazing. And I know you have more questions, but those questions are great. Go talk to Jesus. And I really love it if you come and you encourage me and find me on social media. It's wonderful. You know, remember to check out coaching for life and my other resources on my website they are there see i'm here my purpose is to help you succeed in life and the marketplace and this is this is the success right is knowing god in us and who we are right <laughs> totally fun today totally fun totally encouraging god is good and it's so much fun. I love to learn. Just believe Jesus, right? And if you happen to end up and go sit in a pink um, cake restaurant in Chelsea, London, <laughs> you got to listen to the other episodes, right? 
But now that I've given you some testimony, you're going, oh, she's totally going to go there. You're darn tootin' right I'm totally going to go there. <laughs> Come on, you coming with me? Here we go. You have an absolutely wonderful weekend. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family. Yes, God's heart. We are spiritual beings and spiritual creatures. And it is the gospel of good news. And the good news, my Jesus, he is a superhero, right? I'll talk to you again soon. Bye now.